I mean, remember, he never saw Get Out, so... I did Don't hold your breath for this. It just took me a long time. These are like racial social commentary films. J- you're Jason doesn't care. Jason's like, I have black friends. I have a black girlfriend. I have black kids. <laughs> That's enough. It's enough. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> You've reached the, the tenth level of woke. Congratulations. You can, you can go back to sleep. <laughs> okay. Let's chat. Ready? Hi, welcome to Outrageous, a podcast where we talk about race, media, culture, politics, and everything in between. My name is Chris. I'm in New York City, and I'm joined by my very best friends, Trisha in LA. Hello. And Jason in DC. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. This is our last episode of 2019 before we go on a mini break so we can go on our various adventures uh, and we'll rejoin you in January. But uh, we're just here to chat and wrap up the year. So, hey, you guys. Hey. I can't wait any longer. Trisha just returned from a fantastic trick in Jamaica. What the hell was going on down there? <laughs> it was so it good. Was like the bomb on Instagram. What <laughs> was going on? Okay, so even though it looked the bomb on Instagram, it was also really, really great live. Um, so I don't really <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something like Chris when we got back from Brazil. Even like, it looked it great, looked but it was even better. Better. Exactly. No, because that's the trick, right? You're like, oh man, you're making this picture. But actually it was really good. Um, so what we did was um it was my mom's sixty-fifth birthday. Wow. So um You should see her mom. Not sixty-five. <laughs> you all look like sisters, but anyway. Oh my gosh, that kept happening the whole trip. People are like, really? And I was like, wait, who's being insulted? Or in, right here, right now? I mean, like, we look like sisters to a 65-year-old? Okay, fine. So what we did was I decided to do an all-inclusive because that was my mother's demand. I've never done an all-inclusive. You know, I like to labor on my travels. So I like to find my own hotels, do the whole thing. But this time, I was like, all-inclusive, take me away. So we went to a place and we went to a Zool. Um, beach resort in Negril. We were right on the white sandy beaches. So all inclusive means like the meals, the drinks, Drink. the entertainment, like everything, all of, all of it. You basically wake up and you just this. This is why we're having serious withdrawal right now. Everyone is having a withdrawal. I've texted everyone and they're like, "Oh my god, can we go back?" Because you wake up and you roll down to a restaurant. You just pick up whatever you want as many things as you want that's my dream and you go to you go to the swim up bars you ask for 10 drinks if you want them i mean it is decadence so so we were in the grill it was fine it was lovely it was wonderful that's actually where my mom's birthday took place oh wow how long were you there we were there for four nights that's um, it in in the grill and then we go to moon palace which let me tell you moon palace resorts in Ocho Rios, five nights. It's you a went form- to two different resorts. Yes, and it was in. You decadent like, bitch. I know, right? So what? It's like, I don't want to so hear anymore. So you leave, you leave Montego Bay, and you turn right, and that's oh, Negril, and it's far. Right. It's okay. like two hours. <laughs> I mean, it's like so. It's two hours away, and it's Negril, and that is slightly underdeveloped, and the beaches literally are white. Like white sandy beaches, beautiful, so gorgeous. Blue skies. You take a picture, and I was just like, "Why is the sky so blue?" Oh, dear God. They had a Jamaican section every day. So mom had her ackee, her saltfish, her bread food, rice and peas, boiled bananas, the whole thing every day, anytime you wanted it. 
And we know how to vacation. Can I tell you? But the thing we discovered, Jamaican men. (gasps) Wow. I mean, it's like. Are you okay? Are you okay? I mean, it's like V said. I didn't remember that Jamaican men were so beautiful. I'm like, yes. I don't know. Did they just pick models for the resort? I don't think so. Because on the streets, they were gorgeous, too. Jamaican men are very, like, photogenic. Beautiful skin. Yes. Totally charming. You know, got ten people, ten women at the same time. Not something you want to deal with, but, um, but the resort was amazing. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to mess with Jamaican men, but they're very handsome. <laughs> I know we did Dundra. Such a mess. Our our oh traveling from Canada. By the way, Chris, you're being very offensive right now. What did I say? To say that they're beautiful. No, to say that they're such a mess. They, I mean, Trisha, back me up. I mean, I will say this is the thing. So I met my sister. Um, who I had not seen since I was 10. I was 10, and when I left, she was 8, okay? Now, my mom was seeing my dad, and I was 10, yeah. <laughs> and she was 8. That's the Jamaican experience. Which yeah. Is, so... You are with a man, and you think you're with a, you're having a family together, and then you meet some but young He's actually child. having several families. <laughs> That sounds like a fantastic yeah. time. I'm totally jealous. So you're done as far as like vacationing is concerned for the holiday season, right? Jason, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, you're done as far as vacationing is <laughs> concerned for the holiday season. Jason, what are you doing um, over the holidays? Are you going anywhere or doing anything? Don't say anything boring because you have to follow Trisha. Yeah. Can you follow I, Jamaica, Jason? No, I cannot. I will not. No, no. Few people can follow Jamaica. It's hard. You know. What are you doing? Um, I'm not doing a lot. We are doing a return visit to Universal Studios Orlando, which we really Why? loved last year. It was like our favorite. Those were our favorite amusement parks that we've ever been to. And my kids and I really like amusement parks. But I'm particularly excited this year because last year we went and we went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But they hadn't really read the books yet. Now they've read three of the books. So I feel like they're going to appreciate it at such a deeper level. Let me ask you a question. How often do you lose it on your kids in a theme park? He seems like he's mellow. Uh, I'm not mellow. He's not mellow. No, I'm not mellow. Have you seen him with his kids? He's not. (laughs) I'm not mellow. (laughs) But um, it's interesting. I I think, I don't know if this is true, but my initial reaction is, I think I lose it on my kids much less in an amusement park than on a daily basis at home. Confused. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. So if you're going to Orlando, aren't you doing all inclusives? I thought that's how they made it for families. Sure, if you it's yeah, super expensive. Yeah, you, no, you know, we're not staying. I looked, I checked the prices of like staying at a Universal Park. Uh, sorry, at a Universal Park hotel. We're not doing that. We're <laughs> staying at a partner hotel, which is much less expensive. And yeah, so no, it is not all inclusive. That's all right. Yeah, I I find like whenever I'm in an amusement park, I always see like parents losing on their kids, and I just always feel like I don't know what the feeling I'm feeling. It's just sort of like. You all thought you were going to have a great time, but of course you're not. This is overwhelming for adults and kids. Like, no, I mean, there's there's a big conversation to be had there, right? Where like, oh God, I could talk about this all day. But yes, like it is overstimulating for kids. And I feel like parents, you know, because you've invested all this money, you want to be there from dawn till dusk and later. And yet kids can't, can't do that. So they can't it, handle it. Yeah, you got to pace it. Like you got to expect that they're going to have meltdowns and... And you're but saying I, it's overwhelming for kids. Like I was done at Disneyland by 3.30 p.m. Yeah. And I'd been there at open. Like it's a lot. It is. You know, I generally like children, but I was that person on this trip. Whenever I saw a kid, I was like, what is this kid doing here? 
<laughs> you're having like I'm your trying to be sloppy drink. drunk and there's a freaking kid. I know. You like it's eleven AM and I'm drunk. What the fuck is that kid doing? Here? No, Who are you looking at, kid? What you looking at? Funny because there's this one this one woman was like, This is an adult only section. And I was like, Okay, fine, nothing's going on. What is she's like, Well, why are these kids here? I was like, people really take offense when kids are in areas that they're the not supposed to be. I I was like, the, You're fine. the more I enjoy adult only spaces, like yeah. I don't know. Like people's kids are just I'm I'm at that age, I guess. And hell, I work with kids. Maybe that's the other thing. Like I work with kids. So I'm like, kids are work. They're a lot of work. And I I don't want to work when whatever. No, well, I, you know, know, I was on a I was on a flight recently, a, a red eye, and there was a very young child in front of me who was screaming bloody murder and i had to check myself right because my knee-jerk reaction is like why is this kid here but it's like a i have kids and i've been in that position b like kids need to be transported places and we don't have you know adult only planes so like (laughs) Uh, well you know the thing is and somebody was saying we were talking about this and someone's like you know you also don't have the opportunity to intervene with people's kids anymore and i think that's what makes kids anymore no because listen when when i was younger no, oh, when, when I you were younger, younger Jamaica. Yeah, well, yeah. And just well. not even Jamaica, but just young. If you're young and you're around older black people, you are there. They're the adult. And so you just do oh, what they absolutely. Say. But white people are not doing that. I mean, generally, that's been my experience. And so even now, I find that that's also the case for black parents. They'll be like all up in your grill if you say anything to their kids. And I'm like, see, yeah. that makes kids intolerable because if your kids are misbehaving, I want to feel comfortable saying, I'm not going to touch them, but I'm just like, no, no, son, or no, you know, no, no. But you can't do that. Parents be like, what are you doing to my kids? I was like, (laughs) 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 But I just behaved when I saw other adults. And that is not the case with other kids now. (laughs) Kids are running rampant, but they should because they're the last generation. We've given them climate change and now they're all going (laughs) to die. So and we're not recycling anymore, right, Chris? So like, uh, <laughs> can I? I mean, this is a little. This is like a little bit of a serious segue, but oh I fuck! Mean, no, it's not too serious. Like, so the the black woman that was running has left the campaign. You're talking about Kamala? Yeah, just you know. Did you have a feeling about it? I didn't. You know what someone said to me today? I've talked to people about Kamala Harris, and and he said, Chris, you. Also, you weren't that excited about her policies, her record when she was a DA, but now that she's out, you're like, oh, Kamala's gone. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, fair, very fair. No, you know, no, I'm upset because I think I think Kamala and Corey, who's still in, but is like hanging by a thread. I get his emails constantly. Like, I feel like the two of them are, you know, I think much better candidates. I like them much better than like, Warren or Sanders, Buttigieg, okay, but like you know, he's gotten eight thousand votes in his life. I'm just like, they're better. Ca- no, that's true. They say that he's gotten totally eight thousand votes in his life. I totally. didn't and say so anything. I just laughed. They're yeah. much more like Harris and Booker. Like they're senators. They're much more accomplished than a lot of these people. And yet, like they can't. It really bothers me. Like, it, and I would be very happy. I mean, Corey, I, I feel more aligned with than Kamala, but I'd be very happy with either of them as president. And as this goes on, I feel like I'm going to end up with someone I'm really not happy with. And it just, it is frustrating. I think, I think that's how I felt when she left the race. Cause I was like, 
my friend was right. Like I wasn't that thrilled with her record and some of the things she did, I was like, yeah. oh, I need more information. But now that she's gone, I'm like, you know what? Not that I shouldn't have high standards for presidential candidates, but I was like, you know what? Weighing against the possibility of getting like a Biden, like how how bad was all of that? How manageable was Kamala Harris's record? You know what I mean? Because I'm like you, Jason, like I'm just afraid we're going to end up with someone who is is going to be, a, can be a good stopgap to the new world that we have to forge after this Trump America, but not necessarily someone I'm going to be excited about. Well, I definitely think she was a, she was a candidate that people missed rather than a candidate that they liked while she was there. But I think what was what was what's revealing is 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 similar to Jason's point, which is that they were actually accomplished, skilled people. To be honest, the others that are left, not that they're not skilled, but the front runners are kind of a mess. And they're you're like, mess, what right. is going on? It's a little bit of a cult of personality. And so in a strange way, I almost feel like that was their failure, is that they didn't develop a thing around them. I think Kamala Kamala initially had that, which is why when she announced, there was this sense of like, oh my God, it's like Obama point two or something. And people felt this 2. real 0. energy. 2.0. I actually really mean point two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and I think there was this feeling like, okay, something brand new. But then I really honestly do think that her, because strangely enough, when she withdrew, I had just begun to sort of go, huh, maybe. Like, I just. I know, uh, just a little. Once she's left, I was like, oh, I wish she'd stay at the party longer. But the whole time she was at the party, I was looking over the edge of my drink, being like, mm. You know, there are people fighting online about it because they're like, you know, she, her campaign was it. But I actually think that she, her campaign was poorly managed. I really do. Because I think that she got completely lost. Whatever it is that she has going for her was not translating. And it was towards the end of her campaign where certain things would emerge. And I was like, oh, I like this message. Why am I just hearing this now? And I think it's similar for Corey. Like whatever appeal he has, which believe me, I've known people who have loved Corey for years and they're mostly white people, I will say, but I know people who really love him. Whatever he does or has going for him, it is not translating in this current space. I'm not which sure. It's funny because during his career in New Jersey, like people get really excited about Cory Booker and then he ran for president and all those people just shut the fuck up. I haven't you just you don't hear the excitement anymore. <laughs> I mean, I will say if there's one thing that I think the current moment has done is made people really cautious Yes. and just kind of tentative and like, yeah. I don't know, will everyone like who I like? I just really feel like that's the energy that people are bringing. They're not bringing that like, yes, I love you and I'm going to love you regardless. Okay. The Yang people definitely are doing that. They are. Um, but <laughs> but everyone else. Not so much. Do you all want, since this is our last episode for all, do you want to make bold political predictions? So we uh, record again in a month, more or less. So what's one thing that, and we can see if we're right, what's one thing that you think in the next three, three and a half weeks will absolutely go down given the political situation? What do you think is going to happen? Well, the Democrats are good. I mean, Congress is going to vote to impeach the president. Yeah. If it hasn't happened by the time you're all hearing this. That's that's right. It probably yeah. will have. Um, that's not that bold, Jason. I yeah, that wasn't bold, bold at all. Something bold. <laughs> that was very safe. Okay, bold. We'll have 
we'll have one person who has been all on the president's jock turn. Ooh, that's bold. What do you mean? You, but you won't predict who? I can't predict who, but one of his most loyal servants will turn. That's what you need. So I'll, I'll predict that one will turn. I don't know who it will be, but one of them will. I don't think that these people have the courage of their, their courage of their conviction. So I think one of them will turn. Um, that will happen. And I believe that I believe that Castro will experience a bump. Raul oh, Castro? That's bold. Julian oh, yeah. Castro. Not Raul. What are you talking about? Oh, I was okay, I'm sorry. I was like, what <laughs> well, are you talking no, because, about right now? No, because because Julian <laughs> Julian is um Julian was polling lower than Kamala and he, Kamala and he's still in but Kamala withdrew because of the California thing and all the stuff that she needed to do, but I think I, I there's a part of me that feels like Julian's a little bit of a dark horse to me. Well, he's another one that there's not a good reason why I I don't know why he's he not more popular. Better. Yeah, he should do it better. But I mean, I know why because it's the same reason why Buttigieg is doing better. I mean, it's just racism. I mean, I know friggin' white people at the top. Like that's really great candidates of color, and I think, I you know, I think that like people you know are like, oh, well, if if the country elected Trump after Obama, like it it would be at our own peril that we would put up a person of color. Ridiculous. I think that's exactly. We voted for Obama uh, after what's his name Bush, so. There you go. Uh, my bold prediction is Salad. Bernie Sanders is going to drop out of the race. Well, are I these predictions or are they like wishes? Wishful things. What's, what's happening here? <laughs> Honestly, I think Bernie Sanders is going to get sick. That's my. I opinion. I woke up this morning I and I was I was looking at some news and I was just like, you know, he doesn't have to know. He, he had that heart attack. We all seem a we all kind of yada 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 our way past it. Um, and he's been really quiet since then, short of like a couple of rallies and the debate. And I'm just like, you know, I. Mm-mm. It's helping him, though. It's helping him being quiet. It really sure. does. But I think uh, we'll see if I'm right. That's my bold prediction. I think he's going to drop out of the race. Wow, I think he's drop that'd out. Be, that's, you know what? If Bernie dropped out of the race leading, that'd be weird. All right. So we are going to just talk about recommendations. So I'm going to, this is my question for you. And it's hard because it's been a long freaking year, but I'm going to ask you a recommendation, something that you have seen, heard, read, or experienced anytime this year that you think people should see, hear, read, or experience. And you can even double down on a recommendation that you made, reminding people to get out and see it. So, Jason. It, you know, this, this is always hard because the stuff that's recent ends up being prominent in my mind. I, I do want to put a plug in for Frozen 2. I, <laughs> oh my goodness, if the listeners could see Chris's face right now. Listen, I, oh my goodness, I did not expect to be heckled to this degree. Jason, please continue. <laughs> I can't talk over Trisha's cackling. Okay, go, go. Um, <laughs> The thing about about it, I did not have high expectations for this movie, but it is about environmental justice, environmental racism, and imperialism. And I think the first Frozen movie, I remember going to it. I had seen Coming Attractions. I thought it was going to be awful. It was one of those take your kids and suffer through it. And I was like blown away. It was 
phenomenal on many, many levels. I mean, not perfect. I have critiques of it too, but so many ways in which it, it flipped a typical Disney script. And now the second one, I'm just like amazed at the topics that they treated. Like it was, I, I really recommend it. I, honest to God, I heard it was really, really good. And I have actually mounted a campaign to bring my friends to it. Uh, Cause I'm curious. I'm curious. I just can't believe that if on the last episode, that's what you're recommending, but sure. Well, sure and I'll say another one. And again, this is also recent, so I'm not, I can't claim this is like best of the year or anything, but I did see knives out and I thought that was fantastic on so many levels. I love murder mysteries to begin with, and it had references to so many excellent murder mysteries over the years, but also the political commentary of the current moment we're in. I'm like amazed. I mean, I guess someone like Ryan Johnson, like he, is um, popular enough and powerful enough at this point that he knew he could get this movie out this quickly. But it is like so acutely about this moment and like the current president and the fact that he was able to like get it out. It's such an opportune moment. And um, and it's just so clever the way it's done. The acting is phenomenal. Daniel Craig is just unbelievable. Very good. Excellent. Great. Trisha, what about you? What's your 2019 recommendation? So, you know, I've been thinking of, I think it's the movie I thought about since I saw it. And I think, I think Parasite's going to hold up. I think Parasite's going to hold up as a movie about this present moment, about ourselves, <laughs> about us. Um, and I just, I like that it was like an intimate family drama, but there were just so, it was like an onion, just peeling it back more and more. And I feel... I feel like I can revisit that movie a few years from now and see new things about it. And so I think, I think Parasite, I think that holds, I think it holds up. In contrast, I was thinking about it to us and I was haunted by us. us. The movie by, um, the movie by um, Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele. I was haunted by us, but some of it sort of faded and maybe this is just recentism for Parasite, but I actually think those are actually two good bookend stories. Don't you think? I do. Start of the year, right? <laughs> I do believe that Parasite handled the issues that mm -hmm. us tried to introduce better, just yeah. narratively better. Yeah. There, was yeah. A, there was a lot less science fiction and fantasy involved with Parasite, which I think really gives you the punch in the gut in the third act. Mm -hmm. I still haven't seen either one, by the way. I, we know, Jason. Oh, you know what though? It's going to be a really fun Christmas for you if you if you watch movies over the holidays or if you watch movies over the holiday seasons. It's it's a it, there's some good ones to to catch yeah. up on. Okay. I am going to re recommend HBO and BBC's Years and Years. Neither oh. of you have seen it. It was a six part miniseries that aired this summer about the very near future of a family in Britain oh, yeah. and the impact they have. You know, it follows this family from 2019 to something like 2030 or 2034. And it was chilling. And it's the reason why I'm recommending it, everyone, is that it's the kind of thing because it was in real time, because it's happening in real time. If you don't watch it soon, I don't think it's going to hold up. And I really do think it's really, really entertaining and anxiety provoking in all the right ways. So I'm going to re-recommend that. The other thing I would recommend, I think, that I did this year or saw this year, um, <laughs> we recommend Nostalgia. <laughs> oh, that's true. Remember, that's just going back and hit. revisiting. And you know what I'm going to recommend? 
fucking living your goddamn life and enjoying it and don't letting anyone yuck your yum and just go about there and love what you're doing. That's what I would recommend. It's really hard for us to be really flagrant and open about the things that we enjoy. Uh, and uh, my recommendation is not to hide it. As Victoria Beckham once shouted at me from a passing car, spice up your fucking life. <laughs> I'm sure she did. It's a I long a story. Question. Yeah. Do you still, are you still enjoying um, The Watchmen? I know people are lathering themselves up online about it. So are you still? Okay. I wasn't going to bring this up. Uh, you made a little comment. I kid. No, no. The, the series is very of... good. And I just watched an episode right before we started this call. That's why I'm a little late, actually, because I was at the last five minutes. Um, I, uh, oh, God, this is going to get so blue. But one of the actors gets naked. <laughs> yes, I've And heard. it's full frontal. Mm-hmm. And I was... I was taken aback. <laughs> I mean, I did a screenshot on my phone. I can send it to you guys if you want to see it. It was no, thank you. Uh, I don't know, Jason. It it was inspiring, uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Is that for real?" Like, okay, I can't even with you. <laughs> <laughs> Just what is his name? Uh, I've got to follow him on my Instagram. Uh, oh, you better. <laughs> And I, I was just sure it wasn't prosthetic. I feel like it's so often a prosthetic when it comes you, to you know, We talked about that this year. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was wondering if it was a prosthetic. Like he was, but the, that's so stupid because you know what? He's not the full, the first full frontal actor in the show. Tom Miser, who Trisha, you know from Sleepy Hollow, he played mm-hmm. Ichabod Crane. Yeah, he gets fully frontal. Like you see all of him. Oh, and I see that all the time. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is there something you want to reveal? (laughs) Is Tom there? Tom, get on camera. (laughs) Tom uh, and I are friends. No, no. Anyway, to answer your question, is Watchmen holding up? Yes, absolutely. His penis was huge. That is my. (laughs) That is my. Response to that question. I can't believe we're going to end on that because I thought Jason Derulo already did that for everyone at the end of this year. (laughs) Jason Derulo. Oh yeah, didn't he whip it out? (laughs) He whipped it out and everybody was like, oh my gosh. Dick pics. Jason, They've gone mainstream. We were just having a whole discussion about it this season. And now look at it. It's come yeah. full circle. It's, Men it's- are now deciding that it's time to reveal their penis. I'm not sure what there that means. It is. Is that the end of times? Possibly. <sighs> I think it's great, actually. Jason, more travel in 2020. But fun travel, please. <laughs> yeah, Jason, why don't you used to get out, remember? You used to like... Oh my oh, god. Friggin' kibbutzes and live there and <laughs> Oh that's mo- true. It's these two motherfuckers, man. Do you, just how dare you grounded, do you literally remember, grounded. Trisha, do you remember there was a period of time where like Jason didn't eat with like a fork, he just spewed food into his mouth. Do you remember that? But Jason, it feels like it's the right time for your kids to experience a kibbutz. I will be happy if you want to start a GoFundMe <laughs> campaign because all my money is going to feeding them and sending them to school and camp and all that crap. That's true. We need to no find money left over to take going on vacation. Meanwhile, <laughs> all my disposable income goes directly to me. It's crazy. Um, I just I just drool listening to you two and all of your travels. <laughs> I, I used to be a globetrotter and I'm just not anymore. It's terrible. That's okay. You you know what you're doing? You're making the planet better by making a good person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Wait, what? Listen, he can celebrate driving a Prius, but we can celebrate him making two good people. <laughs> no, Jason, it's good. You have brought two people into this world who will watch the end. Yeah, of and, and we didn't have enough people in this world, so I'm doing you all serve. <laughs> You're no, but so in all honesty, bad. we have a lot of we have a lot of assholes in this world, and your kids are not assholes. So well, that's I'm trying, I'm trying. I can't you. guarantee. I'm feeling good, but I can't guarantee. <laughs> you got to work hard. We, we gonna blame you later for it. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> oh, anyway, everyone, happy holidays to all of you. Happy New Year, and we will see you on the other side. Uh, and until then, bye. 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 Burning yeah. for the win. Gross! I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>